0: Welcome to Aligned Attraction, the go-to intimacy podcast for powerful women. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Lee Noto, master intimacy coach and psychedelic therapist, and I help powerful women like you unleash your wild feminine power so you can create heart-throbbing love. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts on love, sex, and relationships, and I'll also coach women like you to create the most delicious transformation in their love lives. You ready? Hello, hello. We've got a very special treat for you today. We're going to dive deep into all the beliefs that are keeping you from finding love. Let me tell you, I have had every single one of these beliefs and it wasn't until I did the inner work to address them that I was actually able to attract Ani into my life and create the deep love and connection that we have today and that you obviously been hearing in these past few episodes. So if you know you've struggled to believe that you actually can have the love you desire because you've thought things like all the good men are taken or there are no good men out there or there are no good partners out there or that you're only going to get hurt if you fall in love because that's what seemed to have happened every other time, then listen to this episode very, very carefully. We're going to show you exactly how to unravel each one of these beliefs so that you can create a new, more aligned belief that brings you closer to the kind of love you're longing for. See you inside the episode. All right, babes, we are back in action today. You are in for a real treat because we are going to be talking about the common beliefs that have been holding you back from attracting your dream partner and how to shift them. And let me just preface this by saying that Ani has a beautiful inner <laughs> ram in him. And Well, okay, listen, I don't always think it's beautiful. Sometimes I'm like, go f- fuck yourself, but-
1: You do too.
0: When I, I do. I do. Too. I'm I'm usually pretty gentle
1: sometimes,
0: but the the point of this is that we are going to turn these beliefs on their head because they are what is keeping you from love, from having the kind of partnership you want. So if you are not down to be challenged or to hear some truth bombs drop, then you may want to turn this episode off now. However, if this is intriguing you and you're like, what do they have to say? how could I be feeding into these beliefs that actually aren't serving my chances at conscious partnership and deep love, then hold on, babes, buckle up, keep listening. Cause we're about to
1: come. Is this going to be an old fashioned pounding?
0: <laughs> this is just keep <laughs> the puns coming now. I said, we're about I, to come.
1: I will. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so guys, like I just want to preface this because if you're the kind of person who um doesn't like being wrong then you should probably turn this off and watch something else because here's the thing if you are 100 correct in what you believe in and in what you do and in what you think and you still don't have the kind of partnership that you want to have you continuing to believe that everything you're thinking believing doing is correct is actually costing you the kind of partnership that you want to be in So you have to start opening that space for something else to be potentially true, right? You're going to decide for yourself if what you're going to hear from us is true for you or not, and if it resonates or not, but if you aren't willing to be challenged, if you aren't willing to receive a new perspective, then we're not your people. This is not a journey that you're going to enjoy going on because I'm going to come in hard. Let's go.
0: All right. So let's hop right in. There are some pretty tried and true common beliefs that keep many of us from finding love. And in fact, I have believed all of these at one point. And as a high achieving woman, I thought I had it all figured out. Of course, I was never wrong. It was everybody else. So one of the things I know you find that funny now, (laughs) one of the beliefs that I held is that There are no men out there that can actually meet me at my level, or there are no good men out there. All the good men are already taken. So I held that belief for a while. And that was only further perpetuated by my mom who would consistently ask, how do you think you're ever going to meet a man who is spiritual and is a vegetarian and is this and successful and he's not out there. And so I had it coming at me from all directions. And I truly believe that one, there definitely wasn't going to be any man out there that was doing the, the kind of inner work that I was doing. So nobody could actually meet me at my level. And for the ones that were doing the inner work, they were already taken. So all the good ones were gone. They were occupied by
1: some other person. And what do you think you experienced when you believed that, Lee? <laughs> well, I'll
0: tell you what I actually experienced when I believed that was that I would often come across men who weren't doing their inner work because I believed that no available ones were doing the inner work. I would I found myself often in casual dating relationships with men who only wanted sex which, you know, at one point that was fine but then it ceased to be what I wanted and that I was finding a lot of incompatibility and misaligned connection. So I was literally creating what I believed to be true.
1: Right. So let's drop some fucking bombs here. Guys, life will reorganize itself to fit your beliefs. I'll say that again. Life will reorganize itself to fit your beliefs. So if you believe that there's no good men out there or all the good men are taken or whatever variation on this you might believe, that's exactly what you'll experience. Because beliefs, A, appear to you as truth. A belief doesn't appear to you as a belief. To you, if you genuinely believe something, it appears as fact, as truth. And when something appears as truth, you filter reality through that lens, and that's all you see. So if you believe that there's no good men out there, that's what you'll find. Just like if you want a Tesla, suddenly you start seeing Teslas everywhere. Or if you're looking to buy a Tesla, you'll start seeing Teslas everywhere. This is because there's a part of our brain called the reticular activating system. This is really looking for, it's adapted from the hunter-gatherer days that once you eat a berry that tasted good, that didn't kill you, then your brain would be scanning the field for that berry. That's how we stayed alive the same way if your cousin on a hunt got attacked by and mauled by a bear suddenly you're scanning your surroundings for a bear because you want to steer clear unfortunately this is now costing you your your chances and your you know your the opportunity to be in the kind of partnership that you want to be in because subconsciously you're excluding that from your reality over yeah, to you. that's the big one. Our okay, Asian reporter Trisha talking <laughs> about
0: and back to our Asian correspondent. <laughs> All right, so the next belief is that it's been so long since I've dated or been in a relationship, I don't think I'm ever going to find anyone, or it's just easier to be alone. Now, either we have been this person, or we know someone who has been this person, and I've been this person as well. Where I thought, you know what? I just like doing things better on my own or I like the way I do things. I don't want to have to fit someone else into that. I don't want to have to sacrifice my freedom and autonomy for someone
1: else's opinions and preferences. To that, I say, Lee, is that really true? Is that really true? Is that really true that you would, it's easier to be alone, that you don't want to whatever, whatever, fit someone in. Is that really true? Is that okay. really true?
0: So I will say that there are moments that have confirmed that in in some situations, it is easier to be alone. And that's not the full picture. There are so many moments that we have had in our relationship where I am so profoundly grateful that I had someone else there with me. Moments of emotional hardship, moments when I, I really needed someone's support, Moments when it just felt better to have
1: company. Moments when you find you find you found a cockroach in the in the bathroom.
0: Okay. Totally those moments, it's so much easier to have you around. <laughs> Although I don't know if you're much better than I am. But there's this idea that, you know, if we've been alone for a long time, it's just easier. We have these habits built in, and truly. We have started to create habituated patterns around being alone. But if you are the kind of woman or the kind of person that knows deep down that you don't want to be alone, I really invite you to start seeing how you can create space in your life for someone else to be there. So
1: I once had... And sorry, I, I have to say this. If you believe that it's easier to be alone, it will be easier to be alone. And it'll be really hard to be with someone. Like just think about that. If you've decided that it's gonna be easier to be alone, life will rearrange itself for it to be easier for you to be alone.
0: I had a client's one a client once say to me that I'm afraid that if I invite a man into my life now, that I'm gonna lose freedom and autonomy. So I would rather be alone than sacrifice the freedom that I worked so hard to create. And now I must say that she was exceptionally self-aware because most people aren't going around thinking that there is a, a dichotomy or a conflict there. But take a look at the places that you really value in your life. And is there some sort of conflict around having another person be in the picture with you? So one of the things that we worked through with her was How can you construct a reality in your mind where you can have all of the things you want, like your freedom, alone time, time to go on solo vacations, time to be with girlfriends, and also have the love you are deeply desiring and craving. And if you can start to construct that reality in your mind, then you can create that reality outside
1: of you. Yo, I have the same fear right? Like, we've talked about this, like, I didn't want to go all in on anyone. I mean, I, before you, it just, I genuinely thought that if I, if I was with someone, then I would lose my freedom. And for me, my freedom is my highest value. And I imagine for all the successful single women out there who really want a partner, you know, so much of What you've created has been built on your autonomy, on your sovereignty, on you calling the shots in your life and not having to consult someone. And so I really, I really feel people on this because I, I mean, I was one of those, those people. And what I realize now, and this is just like a piece of, you know, context from, from someone who's on the other side, I actually feel more free. And, you know, I thought, and this is a little, little, you know, vulnerable for me, but I was afraid of losing my sexual freedom. I, you know, I was like, I, I don't want to be committed to one person and miss out on being able to, you know, have, be intimate with a variety of people. And it's, what's crazy is that now I have zero desire for literally anyone else, but the amount of variety and freedom we have in our relationship Our relationship has, it's not one relationship. I feel like we have a million different relationships. And my need for variety and my need for excitement is satisfied so profoundly because we have so much range. You know, we can be cute with each other. We can be very affectionate. We can also be feisty and intense and passionate. And I genuinely think, you know, that I've gained so much more Dan, I was afraid that I would lose. And I just wanted to say that as a, you know, just throw a man's perspective, because it's easy to think, you know, we can cognitively, you know, argue any belief, but my experience has been that, you know, all my fears, all the fears that I had around commitment, around, you know, losing parts of myself or my freedom or my autonomy in a relationship, it was just a projection. It was just, you know, that's all I saw modeled because um i saw my parents not have any sense of freedom and that's what i imagined would happen to me but i was able i was able to actually create something different and actually have everything that i want have the mm-hmm. relationship have the safety have the companionship have the partnership but also have the freedom
0: and i i invite i invite you the listener to borrow on this for a moment and calibrate to our relationship, because you're listening to two people who had the same fear of losing autonomy and freedom, losing the things that we valued the most. And we have created a relationship where we still have those things and arguably even more so than we did before. And we have The love, we have the partnership, we have intimacy, we have freedom, we have autonomy, we have variety, we have novelty. And so take a moment to feel what it's like to know that that reality is real and that there are people who are creating it. And borrow whatever aspects of our our relationship feel good for you so that you can put that on your vision board or write that in your journal or have that as. A perspective in your mind that exists that you can create for yourself as well
1: yeah can we i know i know you want to get to the next one i know i can feel it <laughs> No, tell I,
0: me can, i have all the time I, in the world for you baby can i drop some science please oh my god Ugh, turn me on with your science
1: okay um so there's something known as the observer effect in physics in quantum physics um, they did an experiment. This was Young's double slit experiment. Double slit experiment. Get it? I'm gonna just throw all the double entendres in this episode, and then just, you know, I'll be good. Just
0: leave them all hot and bothered.
1: Yeah. So what they found was that they were looking, they were passing a photon, a string, a, a beam of photons, which is the smallest particle of light, through these slits, and they were trying to figure out if the photon behaved as a particle or a wave. And so they would pass it and sometimes it would behave as a particle and other times it would behave as a wave. And they were really fucking confused. And what they found after a lot of trial and error was that when the scientist observing the experiment expected to see a particle, they would see a particle. And when they expected to see a wave, they would see a wave. And so literally the expectation that the scientist had on if it was going to be a particle or wave would result in them observing a particle or wave. So guys, whatever you think is true, this is what a belief is, something you think is true. That's exactly what you will experience. And when you change your beliefs, you change your life. Because life will reorganize itself to fit your beliefs. So if you go from, I'm going to lose all my freedom and autonomy, if I am in a relationship to when I'm in a relationship, I have all the freedom, autonomy that I want, as well as all the partnership and love and support and safety that I want. Then that's exactly what you will find in your life. Over to you.
0: (laughs) Thanks, babe now i'm all hot and bothered by your science and so this segues perfectly into the next commonly held belief that so many of us have had especially high achieving women is i don't have enough time for love or i'm too busy with work or i can't have both a career and love so i have to sacrifice one for the other either i have the career and the career success or I have the love and I stay at home as a homemaker and wife and all of these you know notions that we have about the role of women in relationships. And this is the same thing here, exactly what Ani is saying. Can we expand our perspective enough to see that we can have both and that a sacrifice doesn't have to be made exclusively? Now, I will say that there have been times in our relationship where we both intentionally decided to focus a little more on the relationship because the relationship needed some attention. And there are times when we decided to focus a little more on work. So we're always in this in this negotiation of where we want to give our limited resource of time and energy to. And it doesn't mean that exclusively we can only have love or only have a relationship. Those things can ebb and flow. And if we create a space for both to exist in our minds, then we can create and construct a reality where both exist and where we get to determine where we're putting our time and energy in any given
1: moment. Can I come in hard? Oh, come in hard, baby. Okay. I'm going to come in hard. So guys, this is what I, I just made this up, but what I like to call as if I've been calling it for years, this a retroactive justification. (laughs) So we create these justifications for, to justify and rationalize patterns of behavior, patterns of thought that we've had. So because I feel like it's challenging to find a partner who is supportive in my work, I'm just going to believe that it's an either or. I'm going to create a false dichotomy, right? I don't have time for love. I'm too busy with work, blah, blah, blah. I, by the way, has anyone ever said that I, I don't have time for work? I'm too busy with love. Hmm. I think we've done that. I've, we've I've definitely def- done that in our I've relationship. Def- by the way, guys, this relationship is has been my number one priority for the past two years. I've put this relationship first in my life over everything else. And that's basically the thing. This relationship is also the thing that I'm most proud of in terms of my accomplishment what I've achieved in life. And can
0: can you just speak to that for a second, babe? So I have seen you and I've experienced you really prioritize this relationship. And now that we have worked through so many of the, the kinks and the hardships that were on our paths, so our core wounding, how has investing in this relationship contributed
1: to how you show up in your work? Dude, I... You read my mind. That's exactly where I was about to go. Because this dichotomy is false. And here's why, right? When you, and sure, there may be periods of time when you have to invest a lot more into your relationship than what you get from it. But where we are, where we have been for a little while is that this relationship is adding and enriching my life and my work so much more than I would have been able to do and create if I was single and if I just prioritized work and this is a personal decision, right? This is, it's going to depend on you. It's going to depend on how you see things and and your work. But for me, and I think for a lot of our clients, what I've found is that there is a certain level of safety, stability, connection, support that a healthy, committed relationship can provide. And when we have that grounding underneath us, it gives us a firm ground to stand on. Whereas when we're single, if it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, there's this feeling of being alone in the world. There's this feeling of needing to just go at it by yourself and navigate the world and navigate all the, you know, the ups and downs of life alone. And when we we're not meant to be alone, right? This our species. We're a communal species, we're meant to be in community. And it's not a surprise that the happiest populations on the planet are those where there's a strong focus on community. And beyond a certain amount of money, the biggest predictor of happiness and success is actually community. We need community to survive. We need community to thrive. We need community to succeed. And when we have a sense of community in our home with a partner, what it adds to us is so profound that I can't even begin to articulate what it's done for me. And to know that we have this really strong, safe, loving, supportive structure that we can inhabit, that can hold us, that can ground us, that we can stand on. It's the difference between trying to, you know, hold the energy we need to hold for our business, for our work, for our mission on the planet, you know, over our heads while standing on quicksand Versus while standing on concrete. Right? We can trust the concrete. The concrete isn't going to give way with you know underneath us. But if we're solo, sometimes it can feel like we're walking on quicksand. Now, here's a twist, and I'm gonna throw some psychology for the female listeners here. If you're a woman, you're you're perfectly capable of being alone and doing amazing work and having an amazing life. But w- The laws of polarity dictate that you're going to have to harden and take refuge in your masculine to be able to create enough integrity in your container, in your structure, to compensate for the fact that you're standing on quicksand. And this is what we're noticing with a lot of women, a lot of female clients, especially the high achieving ones. They've gone into their masculine to achieve success to create wealth to make stuff happen to buy houses like you know run teams you know lead companies but where they've struggled is leaning into their feminine and feeling safe in that because the ground underneath still feels like quicksand and they feel like they need to harden stiffen and you know just be in their masculine to hold it all together
0: Yeah, and when Ani's talking about that container, he's talking about our internal landscape, the space that we inhabit within ourselves. And I, myself, was very much like this. I was very in my own masculine energy, which was the going, doing, achieving, organizing, analyzing, hustling, so that I could create a sense of financial safety for myself. But that wasn't being balanced by the loving, nurturing, creative intuitive, emoting aspect of my feminine. And thus, because my own inner masculine wasn't being met by any balance of feminine energy, I went into the unconscious masculine, which then becomes aggressive, critical, judgmental, becomes a perpetrator. And that that might not mean you're perpetrating or being a perpetrator to someone else, but are you aggressive with yourself? Are you very self-critical? Are you demanding of yourself in a way that may seem a little unreasonable. Are you, um, are you a perpetrator or abusive with yourself in terms of how you view your body, how you view your sexuality, how you what things you allow yourself to do? Do you allow yourself to feel pleasure and slow down and relax? So this is what we're talking about loosely when we talk about masculine and feminine energy. And just a little plug for the masterclass, we're gonna be diving deep into masculine and feminine polarity And how these concepts allow you to understand a relationship so much better and navigate relationships both within yourself and with partners and with anyone so much better. So we're going to give you a deep dive into this. So if this part of the the content is calling to you, then definitely stay tuned for the masterclass. Okay. So let's hop into these last two beliefs here. Um, So... Deep down, uh, I'm worried that this relationship or my next relationship is going to turn out like the other ones did, where I'm either going to be rejected, abandoned, it's going to be unhealthy, so I'd rather not put myself out there. I'd rather focus on my hobbies or my friends and family or my work instead, and this was totally me. I was so afraid of heartbreak. I was so afraid of the same relational dynamics coming up, and I was afraid of, meeting my, what, what I had was a, a two-year threshold that after two years, I'd become bored. I wouldn't want to sleep with the guy anymore, even if I loved him deeply. And so I just focus all my attention on my work because I was afraid that this relationship was going to turn out exactly the way all the other ones had.
1: Wait, so what happened when you believed that?
0: <laughs> That's exactly what I created. And oh in God. fact, I will give you all a surprise in that when Ani and I got to our two-year mark, I almost created the same thing again. Almost? So Okay, listen.
1: No, like dr- share, because <laughs> th- like th- this is, this is how deep like people don't understand how much of a self-fulfilling prophecy our beliefs become. Right. And this was completely unconscious on your part. Yeah. We hit the two-year mark, and what happened? I was ready to blow the whole thing up. You did your best, actually.
0: That And that was when I think that was exactly when we had decided to end our relationship, end the dynamics that we had been creating in our relationship and start a whole new one. That was around the two-year mark. And so this is when I had nearly just blown the thing to smithereens and I was like, you know what, this just isn't going to work. I had all of these beliefs that were coming up that were from all of my past relationships that I was no longer attracted to him or, or no longer sexually fulfilled. And these things were coming on hard. And this was these were the beliefs that I had held on to that I thought were gone, but had not examined again until they came up. So sometimes we're going to see that we are not aware that we have certain beliefs until they come up for us in real time. And we thankfully worked through that. And that was the time when we decided to end the relationship that we were in and start a new one. So here's just a fun, fresh idea for those of you who are maybe currently in relationships or see that when you're in relationships, if you're single, that you continue to create recurring dynamics. What Ani and I did was we decided to end the relationship that we were in and become aware and talk about and be radically honest about the dynamics that we were seeing that were no longer working for us and to create a new relationship with each other, with the new version of ourselves that we were showing up as and conscientiously deciding how we wanted to create this new relationship. Do you have anything to say about this one, babe?
1: Yeah, just, you know, I think like we literally started dating again, right? And we started seeing each other through a fresh set of eyes. We decided to drop the past and, you know, you can do this as a ritual in between partners with the same partner, you get to make the rules. And really the only thing that matters is that you are committed to seeing where you might be wrong. Because like I said in the beginning, if you're 100% correct, then you have no hope. There's you're just, just gonna, no
0: space for anything there's else. There's no
1: space for anything else. And what that's going to mean is that nothing else happens in your life. And you keep replaying the same stuff. And I've been there. You've been there. It's fucking miserable.
0: Yeah. And, and this is the same thing that happens when we make definitive statements like men always this or men never this or women always this right so anytime we're noticing those definitive categorical statements arise in our mind the question to ask is what have these beliefs done for you what results have they created for you because I've had plenty of these right men can never show up men are never chivalrous what happened to all of uh, all of the 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 chivalrous men? And so what I found I was creating were men in my life who didn't show up in the way that I was really desiring. So you may stop and ask, what kinds of results are these beliefs creating for me?
1: What's, what's it costing you mm. to continue to hold on to these beliefs? Like what's it actually costing you? Is it costing you the kind of love and connection and support that you would want? Is it costing you the intimacy? is it costing you the safety is it costing you the just the closeness with another human being like where are you going to be where are you going to be a year from now where are you going to be two 5 years from now if mm. you know you continue to hold on to these beliefs like how long have you been playing out the same patterns like how much longer are you willing to ride the same fucking merry-go-round you know in circles getting the same results being just as frustrated Consoling yourself with these retroactive justifications? Or do you feel like it's time that you create something different?
0: And I'll just play devil's advocate there. How have these beliefs been serving a purpose in your life? Because you would not keep them around if they were absolutely useless, right? It's easy to say, oh, this doesn't serve me anymore. But what purpose have they been serving? It is likely that you've held onto these beliefs because somewhere you think that they protect you. They protect you from rejection, from heartbreak, from abandonment, from betrayal, from being cheated on again, whatever the pattern is, or from being have done to you, what was done to one of your parents.
1: So guys, what we have to realize is that what they're protecting us from is actually a certain feeling that we're unwilling to feel. Right? We build an entire life of that bubble wraps us around a feeling that we're unwilling to feel. Chances are, if you've been keeping yourself from getting out there and meeting people and interacting with them and going on dates and exploring partnership because you're afraid of rejection, at some point you got rejected and it was really painful. And it felt really challenging. And it was too much for you. And you, you just, it was too much. And on some level, you decided that never again. Because that's what happened to me. I mean, I still remember when the first person I did, dated cheated on me. And she came back from Thanksgiving holiday. And she told me, and it like destroyed my world. I remember being in my one of my best friend's dorm rooms and just bawling for like four hours straight and i i just didn't know and on some level i decided that i wasn't going to allow myself to be to feel that way again and i don't even think I, i felt the full pain of that infidelity because it was too much so then i built a buffer around it and i never let anyone close enough so when we hold these beliefs right They're actually serving a purpose, as Lee said, and that purpose is to protect us. But it's not really to protect us from the rejection or the abandonment or the infidelity or whatever. It's actually the feeling that that experience would generate in us. And everything you want is on the other side of that feeling. When we're willing to feel all of it, any of it, and hold space for just all parts of ourselves then we experience a a space of freedom where we can go out and claim the things that we want. Not because we're sure that we're not going to be rejected or abandoned or hurt or whatever, but because even if something like that happens, we trust that we know how to hold ourselves and love ourselves through that. And that gives us access to possibilities, that allow us to create the reality that we actually do want.
0: Mm, Beautiful baby. So I have an invitation for you. What beliefs are you currently holding that may no longer be serving you? And I may have shared some of them on this episode. And what are three to five beliefs that feel better for you to have After you listen to this, I want you to write those down and share them, share them with others, share them with us. Please write and let me know. As we start to see that we can hold other beliefs and perspectives that actually feel better for us, we can continue to practice with those and ingrain them each day, especially when the old belief comes up. All we're doing here is creating awareness and acknowledging and those are the first steps to creating change especially around ingrained belief sets is becoming aware of what the belief is and acknowledging that it's there that it has been there and it has served a purpose and as an aware adult we can say thank you for your service and i'd actually like to choose this other one instead and i'm going to keep practicing with this other one and so What are those three to five beliefs right now that you would like to be believing instead that would feel better for you in general and in particular with creating deep love and intimacy in your life? Okay, so I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to write in hello at lenoto.com or DM me on Instagram because I would love to hear what these new beliefs are and support you in ingraining them.
1: Slide into our DMs.
0: Slide into my DMs totally <laughs> okay, and I want to share again how excited we are to be sharing this content. And if you have been loving this and you are that kind of go getter boss woman who has created success in her career and is equally ready to go on the inner journey to create deep love, to create conscious partnership because you know. You're worthy of power couple partnership, and you know you can create it, and you are ready to meet your match. Then I want to invite you to our masterclass. And if you know you're ready, and now is the time to step up because you are done with the old relationship patterns, you're done with the beliefs that don't serve you anymore, you're done feeling like you have to do all of this on your own, you want a partner to step in to lead with you. You want someone to support you and you want to support someone else. You want to open your heart. You want to be having mind-blowing, passionate sex. You want someone that you can be gentle and playful with and someone that you can be passionate with, someone that's going to hold you accountable and vice versa. Then I'm telling you, this is the masterclass for you. And we're going to be going into why all the things that you've been taught about love are wrong and What is actually true when it comes to love and intimacy? We're going to be talking about the keys to attracting aligned love. So we're done with the old patterns and we're going to help you cultivate the ability to hold space for yourself and to create alignment within so that the people, the opportunities, the things you're attracting in your life feel great for you. It feels easy. It feels like you and you're going to feel more like you than you've ever freaking felt before. We're going to talk about how to become a magnetic woman. So not only how to slay it in the boardroom, but how to walk the earth as the woman who naturally magnetizes to her everything that she wants. We all, we may know a woman like this who just, things seem to fall in her lap. And if we don't know someone like this personally, then maybe we've seen someone like this. The people flock to her. And it doesn't matter about her physical appearance. It is something about the energy that radiates from within her that just brings in the opportunities. It brings in partnership. It brings in collaboration. That is what we want to help you radiate because that woman's already inside of you. She's just waiting to let go of the baggage that isn't actually her. Then we're going to be talking about what men really want. And so if you are that high achieving woman, the chances are you probably also want to attract a high achieving man, someone who is bossing it in his own career, in his own life, who is focused, who is clear, who is precise and is a leader. So we're going to be getting into the minds of what these kinds of men really want in relationship. And we are going to give you the blueprint for all of that so that you know exactly what's happening inside these men's minds And then we're going to share with you how to create conscious partnership, even if you're single. And if you're in a relationship, this is going to be equally as beneficial for you as well. So who is the person that we need to step into in this world as powerful women to call forth the equally matched partner so that we can be the power couple that goes forth and changes the world. And if you are ready to leave behind the old beliefs to let go of who you used to be and to step into this most powerful, expressed, sensual, sexual, authentic, free, fulfilled version of yourself, then click the link in the show notes because this masterclass is absolutely absolutely for you. We want you there. We want to get to know you. We want to support you. And- this is just going to, this is going to blow your mind.
1: And if you want to take this one step further, gather all your single women friends and and throw a fucking viewing party or like get everyone to watch it because guys, there's something really powerful when we, that happens when we have community, right? And there's nothing more rewarding than going on this journey with your friends, with people you love And then having someone to talk to and debrief, hey, what do you think of that? Like, where do you see this happening in your life? Hey, can you hold me accountable to this? So lean in, open your heart, step up, and start this journey to truly lead yourself into a conscious partnership.
0: All right, so the link is in the show notes for this masterclass, we invite you to be there. We would love to see you there. We are so, so, so excited. And if you have any questions, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, sending you so much love and so many good vibes. See ya. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave a five-star review and subscribe to the show. And spread the love by sharing this episode out on social media and to all the powerful women in your life. And if you're ready to play full out and create heart throbbing love, hop on over to my website to see all the juicy ways you can do just that. www.leenotoe.com. Fellow wild woman, I appreciate you. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and all the good vibes.